welcome to Babes on the Brink and we have an extra gay episode for you here today. Chilly, Philly and I, we're sobbing, we're crying, we're throwing up. Leroy! Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me. It's been, oh, I can't even believe this is the reality right now. Like, I'm sure you guys are more devastated than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like i was saying to annabelle before uh every week well every week we're always seemingly wrong based of um how the episode sets everything up so yeah can you imagine how disappointed we are with this result oh i get it it's your moment but i feel personally attacked by this outcome and i love girlene gay for girlene but her and i have a lot of making out to do to make this okay <laughs> Oh, well, uh, I can tell you that uh, you're going to be doing a lot for the both of us then because uh, I don't know how long <laughs> it's going to take me to forgive her, but uh, we'll see. Well, like, let's start at the end, babe. You were so close throughout the game with Girlene. What happened in that final moment by the fire? What was going through your head? Where did it go wrong? I... I struggled with that. I honestly did not expect that until the last couple, the last 10 seconds or so. Like there was a moment when um, uh, Mike had put his dust into the fire to vote again. And I knew at that point, I was like, something went astray because I thought we were going to blindside Mike at the end. So I was like, something's up. Something's different here. And, uh, and as soon as I looked over to Gerline, I was like, oh no. I think this is going to go against me. And when Gerline started talking, I was like, oh, it's, I'm done. I'm done. And I had a, like a little bit of hope that she was not going to swing the other way, but uh, she did. And uh, I can't believe it because I thought we had it in concrete. I thought we had planned it out to a T right from the beginning uh, the before the last finale episode. Like I thought we had it set in stone. And uh, we were executing it step by step until that last one against Mike. Absolutely gutted. Uh, like, in the episode, we saw Mike coming really hard for you with Gerline. You were a little bit more chill when you were talking about Mike with Gerline. Was it that confidence you had in that relationship? Do you feel like it really was at the last moment you lost her? Uh, I would say the definitely that last day. Um, there was a couple things before the last mission. I know we had a brief conversation, and it almost seemed like I was, you know, kind of on board still. But I could, there was just something off about Gerline that day, that morning, and I don't think it was then yet. Uh, I think we we did the mission, and then where I thought the final icing on the cake would have happened was the final ride from the mission back to the manor i jumped in a vehicle with trevon and donna intentionally because i was like i do not know what they're up to my name came up in donna's mouth i didn't i didn't trust her trevon i never trusted him at all right from the beginning uh and so i needed to break up that conversation or at least get in there to see where they were headed because that it was survival for me at that point I had to like see where their heads were at so I can move to the to the fire pit. 
And so I jumped in that vehicle and I gave Gerline and uh, Mike some private time. And I honestly think that's where the last little bit happened. Your, your juicy car rides that you didn't get. It's always yeah. the cars. It's always the cars. <laughs> um, so this wasn't the first time you've done TV before. What, what was your background with uh, competitive reality TV? Um, and had you watched The Traders before? So... So my background, first of all, the first reality reality show that I got married on a, a TV show here in Canada on CTV, uh, where to I do. So that that was uh, that was, had nothing to do with competition. It was I was trying to win my wife over, obviously. So that worked. I won. I got a wife. <laughs> we have we a winner. That. Yeah, I'm the winner. I think she's the winner too. But we'll yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> but uh, Galene could never. <laughs> yeah. And, and so that's second, where you beat that's where you beat and go lane oh yeah yeah annabelle get her get girlene <laughs> i'm too nice uh, oh i will um, but the second show that i was on so i got casted for um a wilderness adventure um it was uh, a race against time from one portion of canada to the other um and it basically retraced the fur trade route so it was 20 28 days uh, it was more like 40, um, 40 days in the wild, just canoeing and hiking over mountains and sleeping with the bears underneath the stars. So it was a different type of reality show. Um, it was more of like a docu-series, to be honest. It it, it just captured yeah. our our journey over, you know, those 40 days. And uh, so physically, like, I knew I had what it takes. And I'm sure you saw mm. some of the missions, like, you know, I love, I love the physicality. <laughs> <laughs> but when it came to like a strategy style game, like Big Brother or Survivor, like any of these types of shows, when they first asked me to come on Trader, I was like, I don't know if this is my jam. I do not think this is my type of show. And I, I hummed and hawed about it for, for days. And I finally watched, um, I think it was the, uh, the UK and the first season of Australia. And uh, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. I was like, I think I can do it, but uh, we'll see. And so I said yes to it. And uh, that was my first exposure to some sort of like strategy, Big Brother Survivor type show. And it was, uh, I didn't think I was going to make it that far to tell you the truth. It was your good vibes, babe. Everyone was just filled with trust. <laughs> Did So with not a lot of competition reality TV watching experience, did you have a strategy coming into the game and, and how did that change along the way? So my strategy going into the game right off the hop was to um, just try to stay true to me. Like everything that you saw, it was it was staying true to me as best I could. Uh, and I knew the game was going to push me one way or the other, like whether I was going to start you know, trying to manipulate people or telling lies or whatever it was. But I literally wanted to go in with this framework that if I tell the truth and I be as honest as I possibly could, I tell my story and I smile and I laugh and I, I joke with the people and create these relationships that that would give me the best chance at moving forward. And so when I went into the game, uh, they, like they, they asked us if we wanted to be a, a trader or a faithful. And I initially, I said, I wanted to be a trader. Obviously, they didn't pick me, and that was probably the best thing for me because I think I would have absolutely been horrible at being a trader. 
um <laughs> and, and i was relieved i was honestly relieved i as soon as they as soon as they decided that i was a faithful i was like okay here we go i'm good and uh the, yeah. yeah so i was i was happy to be you know what i thought at about the halfway mark it would have been great to have been recruited uh and i think at that point i would have gained enough trust with people that i probably could have been able to flip over without you know exposing my cards I was going to say, we, we did think particularly around the Mickey recruitment that you would have been a good pick. You would have been a believable day one traitor and you were already starting to pick up a bit of heat there. Um, I mean, everyone seemed to think from about the halfway point that you were a traitor, but you never seemed at serious risk of going home. How, how did you pull that one off? You know, I think it came down to there was a couple of roundtables that they where I got questioned and they said, well, you're too quiet or you're too under the radar. I wasn't really like quiet outside of the roundtable. I like I was always in, in conversations with people and I was always, you know, creating those relationships as best I could. But around the roundtable, I only spoke when I needed to, uh, because my part of my strategy was always there's go going into it again. There was always going to be those people that needed to be right. There was always going to be those people who needed to be loud and to create good TV, right? And uh, and I knew that I had to just fly just just low enough underneath all of them for for a period of time, but just active enough that I wasn't considered, you know, one of those quiet. So anytime I was questioned, I I, ha I always had a, some sort of defense against why some of it didn't get aired, obviously. But you know, there was always this this defense about, you know, okay, well, what do you want to know about me? What, what is your question? Like, let me explain myself. And so I went through those periods and I think I, I was able to smooth people over when I came up as a, as a topic. And I think it just, it depressed it for an, for enough time until my name came, came back up again later on. So that, that was my strategy going into this and, and it seemed to have worked. Well, yeah. Cause, cause everybody's, throughout the season everybody talks about how great you are and um we got to see a lot of your relationships and you did have relationships with, yeah, with Gurleen, with Kevin, with Rick, Cousy, Mike, etc. Um, who were your main close relationships um and were they and I think me and Annabelle talked about this the other day but like were they um good strategic relationships or were they more personal? Uh a little bit of both uh I kind of like jumped from group to group along the way uh, so initially, like it was, uh, me and Crystal. So Crystal was kind of that, the head runner. She was, she was so smart, so clever. And I was like, okay, me and her, and you, you didn't see a lot of our, like us conversing, but there was, there was a lot of conversation and eye winks <laughs> between me and Crystal that, uh, that worked. Uh, we knew we were both faithful. And that, obviously that was one earlier on in the game. That was one of the, so quickly I was like, I could almost peg that Crystal was 100% faithful. I felt so confident with her, it was which is weird. Uh, and so between Crystal and Gurpiar and a few others uh, like Nazila, I felt very comfortable around that group. And and then I kind of navigated and migrated towards Kevin, Fierce, and Gurleen and that little circle. So as we kind of like thinned out both groups, that's how me and Gurleen came together. And, and then that's when we started building our relationship when everybody around us went. So it was just, it was just really interesting how we, we came together at that point. And then Mike, it was funny because Mike came in about halfway through and we didn't talk like for half, 
half of the game. And finally, I was like, oh, I got to start, I got to start talking to some people here, like other players. And so I started talking with Mike and me and Mike seemed to like hit it off. And there were some things in there where I, I noticed, I never felt 100% comfortable with him. There were some things he did like calling out Mel B, which was interesting because when I confronted Mel B head on that day, there was a lot of conversations about, Hey, do you want to open up at the round table? And I was like, absolutely. I was like, I'll, I'll kick it off at the round table. And when we got to the round table, it was like, I, I went to go open my mouth and talk. And then Mike flies out with everything that I was going to say, like almost like rehearsed. So I was like, oh my goodness. But anyways, back to what my strategy, I was like, if you want to be loud and proud, you go. And like, I'll just, yeah. as long as I get the result that that's all, that's all yeah. open for. And so when that came out the first time, that was like one of the first moments I was like, okay, something's up and he, he did it again later on with uh Trevon and uh he, he put a lot of points out there that I wanted to also discuss but I was like okay you, you do it I didn't want to get my hands dirty at the end of the day so yeah when we get to this point in the game and I'm like you know I just kind of kept bouncing from group to group as you saw Kuzi protected me and in some way you know Mike protected me as well we, we did see that quite a bit I mean I think you either you or Kevin called Mike out at one point of having no original thoughts. He really just seemed to take whatever you or Kevin said and then repackaged it as his own at the round table. So it's interesting that that's something you, you were actively picking up on and identifying as, as him being a traitor. What, what was your kind of broad, what were the things you were looking for when you were identifying them? You clocked Mel B and Mickey really quickly. Um, and then just happened to be besties with the other two? Was, was there a trader's pet deliberate strategy there or does everyone just love you? Uh, you know, I think that's what it came down to. It was like, it was me playing the best social game I possibly could. And I, like, I knew that I can have a conversation with everybody. I knew that I could relate and I can bring up a story and I can let people believe and kind of bring them into my world and I can connect with their world. So I always found that like common ground with everybody. And I think that was enough to like show that I was a faithful and, you know, I made some wrong decisions along the way, but also accidentally helped me, which was, you know, hindsight. I was like, I thought I was bang on. I thought I was like, oh, after Mel B, I got this, this trader and this trader lined up and it all went to crap. Um, I missed, I thought Rick. So when I first got on, I thought it was Mel B. I thought it was Rick and I thought it was Kevin initially. And, uh, you know, once I got Mel B, I was like, okay. I got to go with my gut and I have to try for Rick at some point. Right. And if that confirm, confirms it for me, great. And then I'll just keep going down the line. But after Rick, I was like, oh my goodness. Like, I can't, I'm almost like, I can't trust myself. And so when there was an opportunity, when uh, Kevin came up, I was like, okay, this is, this is another opportunity for me to uncover that rock, like look underneath that and hope that he's a traitor. But that was a bad move. I, I, I should have kept Kevin in a little bit longer. Like it would have been nice to have kept that duo going because he did approach me at one point and said, you and I to the end. And I think it would have been a better outcome if me and him would have been at the end instead of me and Caroline. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, cause, cause you, you mentioned that was a bad move. What is um a good move? What is your proudest move? Your biggest move that you did? Um, to counter that point mm. 
I don't know. There was quite a few. There was a, quite a few times I made some bad moves. Um, like I, <laughs> I, I had theories, and uh, you know what? There was a, there was a point after like day three or four, and I was like, I got to play this game. I got to be active, and I started to be active. And there was like this whole red team theory, and so yes, and, and <laughs> the whole red team theory. I was like, oh my god, okay, let's just let I'll play along with it. I can't like, but somebody in my group of the red team. I try to call him out and I had to play that red team theory as best I could, even though I was in that group. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, maybe this is yeah. solidify that I'm faithful, but it also put some heat on that group, which was dwindling down for who knows how long, um, day, yeah. days before we actually got somewhere with it. Um, but yeah, like I would say near the end, um, just to kind of answer your question near the end, um, to execute Travon, Donna, uh, that was also kind of my plan in that order because Donna was supposed to go first. Um, Travon was supposed to go second. And I, I kind of like arranged it so that Travon was number one and then Donna was mm -hmm. number two. And then um, it was supposed to be Mike and it was supposed to be me and Gurleen. So there was a plan there that was supposed to have us both standing there and uh, that didn't work yet. So, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately. The that whole debacle you seem to frustrate you so much did you ever consider the whole red team of it all serious evidence or were you just going along with it uh i did think it was serious like i act so when crystal got murdered crystal was my ally so i really wanted to follow up on that that was kind of like my first step in investigating the red team theory there's somebody in our group that actually took that shot and uh you know did i think it was koozie no i actually didn't and you know, she was one of my closest allies throughout this whole process. So like, I actually had the wool over my eyes when Kuzi was playing this game and I thought she was my best ally. And you know what, lo and behold, she was a traitor. So, you know, and I, and I'm kind of glad that it was her at that time before it got down to me or Gurleen, because I think we would have went through the whole red team if we didn't get a traitor. So you know, her going out at that time definitely saved us. Speaking of um, Kazi, um, do you, and having been a faithful but seeing sort of oh, and I guess at this point we've now seen a successful trader. Do you think it um is easier to win as a faithful or as a trader? Um, that's a that's a hard question because I think there's like some interesting dynamics. I always thought like being in control would put you in the best driver's seat for um the entire show like that's what i thought but it se it seems like it's it's easier in the beginning for uh, a trader uh and harder for the faithfuls um but i don't know i actually don't know i think later in the game it's it's definitely uh easier for the faithfuls if there's numbers and if there's enough traders in the game near the end, I, I just don't think uh, faithfuls have a, have a chance. So in our situation where we had five, you know, five faithfuls and one trader, like that was the best chance for us to, to get Mike. And uh, it was, it was for us to execute and we didn't. And, you know, Mike, Mike played an excellent game. Like you look back on it and the way that he navigated through, you know, his name the entire time, whether it was put on a slate, or a conversation where his name came up he navigated the game like so so well like we you know even though it was last uh on the finale like it was unbelievable how he 
he he got to Gurleen uh, and uh, pin, pinned her against me. How how emotionally intense and bonded were some of your relationships? I mean, it's a manufacturer. <laughs> no, I don't. I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> I think yeah, it's it's something, something to do with the intensity of the relationships and how intense did you find everything? <laughs> okay, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna answer based off of what I think you would think you asked. So the intensity of like the relationships I had with the majority of the people that I was working with, um, you know, Kevin Kevin was actually like a pretty intense um, you know, relationship. Like we were we were in, we we were talking strategy, we were talking to the end, um, you know, and you saw how he was kind of moving around and and you know, talking to Gerline and Fierce and you know, trying to get all these like it was just very connected. Like we were like brothers for for that period of time. Um, other than that, uh, you know, Gerline and I later were, you know, we there was about three or four days of us leading up, like talking this strategy and like really building this relationship. And Gerline actually came to me and she was like, I like, I trust you so much. Like I like she looked at me in my eyes and like said, like you remind me of my father, like you remind me of like my dad, like how honest and open and like the strength and all these things. And, and she buttered me up pretty good. And like, maybe I believed her way too much, but um, she, you know, it was, it was getting to a deep level. Uh, and I think that was the only other person that I say I would connected to on a, on a deep level within the game in that short amount of time. And uh, it was like a huge shock near the end because she actually approached me and, uh, when I kind of saw her waver near the end of the, um, just before the finale, I just felt like she was kind of unsettled. I was like, what's going on here? And so you saw this little bit of like, I don't know if you want to call it panic, but I wanted to re reassure Gerline that, Hey, are we good? Like, you know, are we good? Do you trust me? Like, and I think that might've been also like another red flag for her to say, Hey, listen, like I'm maybe I'm pushing too hard or I'm trying too hard. I don't, I don't know. Um, but between Kevin and I and uh, Gurley, and I think those are my deepest relationships uh, on the show going into it. And obviously it was a huge blindside near the end. Yeah. How are you and Gurley all good now? You know what, Gurley, uh, uh, we made up pretty quick after that. Like when I walked off, uh, when I got banished, I, uh, I was, I was, I was done. Like I was so done with the show at that point. I was like, all right, I'm checked out. Uh, and about a couple minutes later, uh, once they had done their, you know, their last scene, um, you know, Gurleen came over and, you know, we talked about it and, you know, I, I forgave her on the spot because, you know, at the end of the day, like it, it is a game, unfortunately it's, you know, money lost. Um, and it would have been nice to have that money in my pocket and, but you know, it's a game. Uh, there's, I don't think there's any reason to carry baggage off of a reality game show like this. And uh, I just, I had to forgive her on the spot. So, um, and, and since then she's always apologized and, uh, you know, reached out. So I can't stay mad at her. It's, uh, it's a game. That's a nice, well, yeah, that's a nice yeah. person in me. <laughs> <laughs> I still need to make out with her a bit first to get over it. Um, it must, I can't even fathom coming that close to the money and missing out how, and it must have been so hard watching it back how are you doing now how's you, how sweetie are you okay <laughs> i'm good yeah 
Thanks for asking. Um, it was it was hard. It was hard to watch back. And I obviously I already knew the result, um, but it was kind of interesting to see if there was anything different that I could have done. Did I mess up? Did I made a did I make a bad move? Did I cost myself that money? But when I look at it back, there's really not much more I probably could have done besides maybe spend more time with Gurleen leading up to that final round table just to maybe reassure or kind of you know answer any questions that she might have had dealt with um, but we were so close I literally had that money counted and I was already buying stuff with that like I already had it in my head <laughs> because it was so concrete like we we had it we were just executing step by step until the end and I was like this is the moment like this is what we talked about this is happening and it didn't happen you're a bigger person than I am I tell <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've heard your podcast. Uh, yeah, I could say um, I'm sure you would have came out firing. Have you? Weird side note, but have you have you watched Annabelle's season of Traders yet? I have actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I watched it and I I liked it. You you were bang on. Like I was like, oh, that was my favorite episode yet, or my favorite season yet was uh, season two. I lost you. Well, tell the people on the internet. They hate it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, they're so upset about it. That's all right. Now, we're not afraid to ask the hard-hitting questions here on Babes on the Brink, Leroy, as you know. Now, when you first arrived at the manor, you were very critical of the decor. So we want to know, what are your interior design tips for Kareen? <laughs> oh, less animals. There was there were so many sculptures of animals in in that building. I was like, okay, we need uh, we need some more modern stuff. It was uh, I would have freshened it up a little bit. Ooh, mm -hmm. Sometimes less. What, can is you more. can you tell by my uh, my spot? <laughs> oh, I thought I thought it was a, a virtual background. It was so tidy and, and chic. <laughs> oh, that's real. Oh, oh it's, it's, it's real. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Look, this isn't a video podcast, but everybody, there's oh, yeah. nothing in common between the manor and Leroy's house. Uh, you mentioned, um, especially based off your previous uh, TV experience, challenges. What was your favorite challenge? I would have to say the barrel challenge. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason why, because the, like a lot of the challenges were not to, you know, knock it down any, but. I found them like really easy. The barrel challenge was actually one that like challenged me right from the beginning. It, like I love to be challenged and, you know, physically, mentally, I, I love to go through the pain. And that was one challenge that I could say, like I got to the end of that and I was done. And so it was very rewarding to go through that and actually earn the money. Um, the last challenge was actually really good too. So the final challenge where we had to go and find the gold in the, like that was really good. I really enjoyed that as well. And it was just really cool to, I thought we were going to go up in the helicopter and jump out, That that, that was kind of, yeah. I was excited for, but, uh, you know, little low to behold, it didn't happen. So, um, I would say those two were probably my two favorites. Personally you, loved that challenge you, as well. Are you sure your favorite challenge wasn't <laughs> when you had to plank? Yeah. The lasers. Is that is oh, that my. why you planked across the lasers? Was it to make it a bit more difficult for yourself? Yeah, I think I think my I think my booty got in the way or something. 
I don't know what I don't know what happened there, but uh You didn't have any hair to let down and then tie up like Mickey or anything. Oh my goodness, Mickey. I I love that. Yeah. He was <laughs> Did you not like that he got he stripped down and uh, actually got down to his boxers to do that? Yeah. Well it's funny because I never mentioned anything about Mickey until what the last like two episodes. So <laughs> Yeah, Phil was a bit embarrassed by their crush on Mickey and never kind of and Mickey's not really my type, so we, we didn't really get to unpack <laughs> the boxes moment. <laughs> we, we didn't indulge too much in that stuff. Oh. We were just focused on you, it seemed. Oh my goodness. You guys were too nice to me the entire season. <laughs> Absolutely not. I have impeccable taste. I feel like I'm always good at picking who the star's going to be. And, and actually, this is an important point. So we were very gay for Leroy, but while you were out there playing, who were you gay for? I think it was Mickey. Uh, yeah, I think it, I think it, I think it was Mickey. Like Mickey was my bro. Like we like we we did it. Like we the challenges, the missions. We kind of had some conversation. It was just a, like that brotherly love the entire time. Like. I would say, uh, and Rick, like Rick was short and sweet, uh, off camera. We, uh, we definitely hit it off. Uh, I would say th those two. Mickey did say he thought you were a traitor, but didn't want to vote you yeah. off because he just wanted yeah. to play the missions with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what I just say. <laughs> oh, you know what? Like Mickey was a gem. I actually really appreciated him on the show. He was, uh, he was one of those people where, well, you know, the intensity of the show, like, you know, there's a lot, a lot of you know, energy flying around. He was always that person that could say a one-liner and just cut through the tension. And it was the best thing for me. It was like a, a nice little, um, you know, break from the, the entire, entire game. So I loved having Mickey around. He wasn't, he, was, so he, he wasn't the most active in conversations or strategy, but, yeah. uh, as you guys saw in one of the last episodes, <laughs> but, uh, he was good to have him. <laughs> did you even have an equivalent of someone like that what dead weight no i told no, you no, i got no, rid no, of no. them <laughs> <laughs> sorry i mean <laughs> was all right that those were the main questions we wanted to ask you leroy was there anything that we didn't see that you really wish that we had you know a favorite moment that you were you were hoping to share mm. I don't know. I don't know if they're like, I feel like they did a good job of kind of showing uh, a lot of the scenes. I think there was some, some things in there uh, strategy wise that, uh, you know, like you obviously can't get absolutely everything. Um, but I think there were some things in there strategy wise. There were some scenes. It was very intense. Some of the round tables were very, very heated and you got uh, only a touch of it. Um, they were pretty impressive. I thought they would have showed some more of that, but uh yeah, no, I think uh, I think they did a good job overall, just kind of cap capturing the entire story for everybody, um, even for myself. Like there was, you know, I wasn't coming in until, you know, the second half, um, but I'm, I'm just glad that they captured what they captured for me. Well, yeah, you even though even though you just said that sort of the second half, you sort of appeared or like came into your own, but you still got featured quite a bit. Like you, we always saw you confronting the people and like... With my, with my episode, you're like yeah with my boldness <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah my favorite it. leroyism yeah trayvon you are a traitor cue trayvon sobbing <laughs> oh my goodness i felt so bad like i actually felt bad for trayvon at one point because i like i 
I was just so bold and upfront with him. And even Mel B, like Mel B, I, Mel B was weird. Like I, I almost knew 100% like she was a trader. Like the majority of us got the same read on her at the round table. So I was like, I didn't have any issues really kind of bringing it up to her, but you know, she, she started getting emotional in front of me too. And I'm like, but you're a trader. Like, yeah. no, you're a trader. So like, I can't, like, you're not going to get me with that. Right. Uh, but Trevon, like I just, you know, there part of me thought he was, and uh, when he was breaking down and getting emotional, I, I kind of felt for him because that was a lot of baggage for him to have to go through, like me confronting him just boldly and and then him having to face all those other things at the round table and being accused. I kind of, I kind of felt for the guy. That was the soft part. <laughs> yeah. What going on? Oh, yes. But I'm glad he like came around. He made it to the end after all that. And he was right. He was, he was, yeah. on. I just, I was like, I'm not sure if you saw like near the end, the conversations between me and him. And I had already dismissed him because I knew I couldn't trust him. So we were having a conversation. I was literally just looking through him. He was talking and I was just kind of blankly looking, looking at him, just acknowledging what he was saying, but I didn't really, but he was right. And like, if I actually maybe would have listened maybe Mike would have went out earlier. Like maybe I actually would have jumped on board, but you know, we get our little, uh, you know, I guess opinions and we stick to it and we stick to our guns and it kind of gets us in trouble sometimes. And I think that got me in trouble a little bit. Oh, Trayvon must be so smug and high on his own supply right now. Like I would love to have been in the room when he found out how correct he was. (laughs) He was, yeah, he was right about Mike for a long time forever yeah, for a real long time how funny well darling we will never emotionally recover from this love mike love girlene this did feel like a homophobic hate crime and um look hopefully you need slightly less therapy over this loss than than we will <laughs> yeah i think uh i got a, i got a good support system so i think i'm i'm good now it took me a little bit but i think i'm good now <laughs> Amazing. What an, what, an, what an amazing experience. So I'm just so ha- I'm just so happy to have uh, been through that. Like as you as you know, being a part of something you know this great and challenging is uh, is pretty cool. Thank you so much for coming on, babes on the brink. We've absolutely adored you. What have you got going on, and where can people find you, Leroy? So I uh, am currently working on a children's book, which is interesting. Uh-huh. So I'm in, I'm in progress of uh going through that hopefully that'll be released uh sometime in 2024 and in, in the new year um uh, more likely probably in the summer but in the meantime um people can uh, reach out to me at uh, leroyfontaine.ca and um yeah if there's anything that people need to get hold of me for i'm there leroy's gram is great extremely cute kids extremely hot wife everybody go and check it out <laughs> oh thank you guys so much you guys have been awesome i i actually enjoyed listening to every episode this season you guys really like nailed you know everything about the the season and it's been so entertaining to listen to you to the both of you um and you know i'm a little bit biased obviously because you guys have been I love you guys. We were so correct about how great you are (laughs) um you guys are a good reader of people but at the end of the day, I feel like even if we 
said somebody was bad at one point in time. I'm pretty sure everybody by the end we came around on. So, like, you know, nobody should ever be sad that at one point <laughs> we might have said they were wrong. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much, you guys. Uh, I really appreciate this time. And uh, I'm sure this is probably not going to be the last time we uh, converse or never. Together. No, never. Absolutely not. All right. Well, thank you, everyone. We've got more exit interviews coming up soon. So stay tuned. Bye.